Welcome to The Lorraine Murphy Show. If you're anything like me, you want a successful, abundant business, epic energy, a growth mindset, vibrant health, and beautiful relationships. And this podcast sets out to help us achieve all of that together. I've been in the entrepreneurship arena for almost a decade now and have mentored hundreds of other business owners. So I know what goes on behind the scenes and what it takes to succeed. This podcast shares the tips, tricks, learnings, and lessons I lean on in order to blend the different facets of my life as an entrepreneur, author, wife, and mama to two gorgeous little humans. Let's jump in to today's episode. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of The Lorraine Murphy Show. This season is my behind-the-scenes season, and I am very much taking you behind the scenes in this week's episode because I am giving you the debrief on my biggest launch to date, which was a couple of months ago now. And when I say big, I don't just mean dollars big, because obviously that's amazing, but it's 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 more of a, like a handy barometer. But I also mean big in terms of the energetics of the launch, the, the, the bigness of the vision for the launch, the emotional bigness. Uh, this just really felt like a very significant launch. And if you've been under a rock over the last few months in my business, I'm talking about the launch of Bold Darling back in March. So I've been giving the, the full the full download uh, to my mentees and, of course, my, my Bold Darling groups as well. Uh, but I wanted to pass on some of the top lessons to you this week as well, because I think launching is one of those areas of business where it is... Uh, in equal parts terrifying and exciting and you're looking for kind of the right formula and verticomas for your business and your launch and your product and there is a million different ways that you can launch something and I know for me I've studied other people's launches and really learned a lot from from the the, the generosity that they have shared around their launches so I wanted to pass on the, the top lessons here as part of this episode this week as well and um, and honestly, it just feels really weird doing this episode because I'm talking about this launch that I just had, but yet it feels like Bold Darling has been around forever. It's got this really incredible energy. I, I've said to a few people, it feels like I've launched the Remarkables Group again, my first business. It really has that sense of it's 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 got an energy that's bigger and beyond me, which is just so incredibly exciting. So yeah, it's strange to be doing an episode talking about the launch when I feel like it's been around forever. I'm like, oh really? I'm talking about the launch? Is it is this just all not always been part of my my world and other people's world? So yeah, that that feels special. I'm I'm really grateful for the feeling that 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 has. And and yeah, as, as part of, I guess, the Bold Darling launch, what I launched in March was the, the mentoring program for Bold Darling. But as I'll talk about a bit more, there's, there's a really big vision for Bold Darling. It's, it's even bigger than, than this awesome mentoring program that, that I've created. And the, the, I guess the second cab off the rank beyond the mentoring program is the first Bold Darling retreat, which is happening in October this year in the Noosa hinterland. And as of today, it is open to my broader community. So my Bold Darling group uh, knew about it last week and, and they've had first dibs on spots. And now it's open to, to a broader, broader community of female entrepreneurs. And, and I'm really, really excited about that because it feels quite nice. Like I'm recording this episode in Bali. I'm on my own, on my own retreat with, with baby in tow. And, and it really does feel like what I am learning again on this, this week is just the importance of a treat and how honestly for me, how critical they are in order for me to build a container that I want to contain for for my business, for our family, for my relationship with Wade and, and for me as an individual. So the retreats have really been a huge part of me and my growth and my success over the years. And they are one of my favorite, favorite things to create as part of my business. And I'm really, really excited to create this this retreat in October because it's really it's 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 me cur- curating a retreat experience that's exactly what I would want to go on. <laughs> it's, it's all my best bits. And I'm even bringing back like incense and I'm bringing back the beautiful, uh, there's a local chocolate brand here, cacao brand called Ubud Raw. So I'm bringing back um, 
the ceremony of cacao for the cacao ceremony on the retreat from 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 Bali. So it's it's very much all the very best bits of the retreats that I've been on, um, and it's for four nights and five days. And how I've actually designed the flow of it, it's very much like yin at the start because having spent the thousands of hours with female entrepreneurs that I have spent now, I know that that I, I know when they're in that space of you know uninspired, tired, demotivated, just on the brink of burnout and, and want to recharge, refuel, refocus for themselves. So for the first half of the retreat, it's very much about putting down the load, it's slowing down, it's dropping back into yourself, it's it's letting go of kind of the, the, the external pressures and worries of everyday life and business and and really helping you connect on a really deep level with yourself. That's first and foremost. And then once we get you to that point halfway through the retreat, then we kick into more of a yang, more of a masculine energy mode, which is where we start to plan and, and really create the design, the future for, for you and for the business that you want to create. So I'm really, really excited. I could talk about it for hours in <laughs> this retreat. I've got my incredible friend and spiritual guru, Claire Obi, coming. She's joining us. She's going to be hosting the Miracle Morning. The food is going to be beautiful. And it's really about facilitating that healing that growth that refocusing time um for you and for your business so spots are opened as i said for my broader community as of today i'll pop the link in the show notes you don't need to be a bold darling member to to attend the the retreat and um, but you do need to be um, an entrepreneur whether that's you're in the process of starting your business you've got a side hustle you're full-time in your business you're you're looking to scale your existing business design a second business or a third business yeah it's it's a prerequisite that you do have have your own business in one shape what one shape way shape or form to attend that and and then the other kind of horizon that's happening for bold darling is doors are opening for the mentoring group again in june so just before end of financial year so the doors open again then so get ready for that i'm really really excited to, to create another launch uh, which is funny so i was like i should get this episode done now before i'm kind of back into launch mode <laughs> again so on to on to my launch lesson so a bit of background first of all so I birthed, that's the only way I can describe it. I conceived it, uh, Bull Darling, back in September 2019. I came away, funnily enough, on a retreat to Bali um, on my own. This is pre-Wilder days. And I sat in a Bali cafe called Alchemy. If any of you know Alchemy in Ubud, you'll know it's a beautiful space. And I sat there, I think I got there at nine in the morning and I stayed till three or four in the afternoon designing what I wanted the five-year vision of, of my life to look like and of, of the business to look like as well. And it was really, really clear to me when I sat down and started to do that planning that there was going to be almost like a um, a divergence in, in my business. So the Lorraine Murphy brand would continue and I was very clear in the five-year vision of what that would look like back in 2019. And then the other side of it then was this other brand. And back then the name I had was Babe, so Bold Ambitious Business Owners and Entrepreneurs, and which then became Bold Darling. And it was a really audacious vision. And I'm in Bali now and I went back to Alchemy yesterday, just yesterday, and I had ripped out the sheets of in within that A3 sketchpad that I had mapped out this whole amazing vision for Bull Darling. And I was just marveling at it yesterday, I guess from two perspectives. One, just the excitement and the clarity of how big this can be, like goosebumps. And then on the other side, just how actually achievable that could be as well. Like it kind of freaked me out a bit yesterday going, okay, well, you've already landed the membership. Funnily enough, when I mapped it out in 2019, year three was going to be the membership, whereas I actually decided to start with the membership when I, it came to kind of birthing it properly. So the whole, the whole idea of Bull Darling, it's to create a holistic brand that is it, it serves the multifaceted needs of, of female entrepreneurs. That That's it in a nutshell. And as I said, the first cab off the rank this year was the mentoring program. The second cab off the rank is the retreat. And there is lots more coming. It's, as I said, it's a very, very big, scary, magnetic <laughs> vision. <laughs> so in December last year, I spent a day with a business coach. I worked with Tina Tower for the day. And I joked with her that she was the midwife of Bull Darling because I had a concept for it and what I wanted it to be and what I wanted it to look like. 
And it was so helpful just to sit with someone and to workshop it. Like we sat down at 9 a.m. and we finished, I think, 5 p.m. that day, really mapping out what this was going to look like. And it was also really cool for me to be on the other end of that, the other side of the table, because obviously I spent so much time, whether it's in Bold Darling or it's with my one-on-one mentees and helping them birth whatever it is they're at the kind of next iteration of their businesses or if it's a program or a book or a podcast and it just felt really cool to, <laughs> to be going through someone else's process so that that was awesome so once I had that clarity on what the offer was going to be then it was pretty much it was on <laughs> for for bold darling so that's a bit about the background I just wanted to give you a bit of I guess an orientation on on what bold darling was and, and where it came from and and now I want to dive into the lessons because there were a lot of lessons and uh, I'm just trying to think actually I was just mapping this out how many lessons do I actually have in the, the title yeah I've got 12 lessons so yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hit hit into them now and I guess just for context going into the bold darling launch I feel like every launch I had done before that had fallen short in some way I feel like I went hell for leather I'm like, okay I'm gonna have my first six-figure launch and the, the closest I came to that was with my Get Remarkably Organized program launch back in, oh my Lord, when was that? 2019, I think. And I, I was going hell for leather. I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit a 100K launch my first time. It's going to be massive. It's going to be amazing. And, and I got to 65K, which is obviously amazing. And for me, that was a huge, I think the biggest launch I'd done before that was maybe 30K, 35K. So that felt huge. And and coming into Bold Darling this time, I was really, I really wanted to make that happen. As I said, the money is kind of just the barometer of, of it. It's like a handy measurement tool. But um, for me, psych-wise, to be able to create a, a six-figure launch and to me, that would mean that my launch, like that my, my product had really landed, like the offer had landed. And as you now know, Bull Darling was two and a half years in the making. And I felt like for me, that would be launching with a massive splash. And for me to go, fuck yeah, like it's arrived, it's there. <laughs> so it, it, it was very much a psych barrier, I think, for me to, to, to hit that, that six figures. And as I said, I had gotten, I'd given it a good nudge before with the Get Remarkably Organized program launch. And I've actually did a full debrief on, on that launch as well if you'd like to go back and listen to it um, back a couple of years ago so on to my lessons so first of all was to clear the space for the new thing so for me I knew that I needed to clear space and and you know what I mean by that space it's obviously time it's energy um the, the biggest thing for me is the energy you know I needed to clear creative energetic space that would create that container for this 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 launch to drop in. I hope that's making sense. If if you're a mentee of mine, you know what I'm talking about. And so I knew I needed to clear that space and and that came on multiple levels. So first of all, clearing space within the business, what that looked like was making the decision to close down some parts of my business last year. So if I looked at my offers, I think I had about nine or ten different offers. There's nine or ten different ways that you could work with me last year. And I decided to close down a lot of them. So I streamlined my mentoring offers massively. And and I also made the difficult decision to close down my LM Love Club. So that was a membership that I had had for almost two years. And and I knew that I I could have. I knew I didn't want to run two different memberships. I wanted to really put all of my focus and all my energy and all my tailwind behind one membership. And and I, I realized kind of around the time that I was due with Wilder mid, mid last year that I'm really here to serve female entrepreneurs and that the LM Love Club was serving a much broader cross section of my community, which I loved and I loved the women in there and still do. But it wasn't the, the, the exact audience that I felt like, OK, this is who I'm, I'm here to serve. So I, just, I closed down LM Love Club in December. I also cleared everything out of my online store. So that was just completely fresh. And, you know, it's when I hear people closing stuff down that was making them money in the past, I've gone like, fucking weirdo, like, why would you do that? That makes no sense. It's making you good money. And and my store, I think, brought in about 50K last year. But the offers in there weren't aligned with where I want to go in terms of who I'm here to serve in terms of female entrepreneurs. All really, you know, 
great, great products and great offers. And I'm really, really proud of them, but they weren't specifically speaking to this, this demographic that I now wanted to speak to. So I took everything out of my store and, and as I said, just really, really streamlined the business. Then on a house, the house, I cleared all the crap. So Wade and I systematically worked through decluttering the house. Uh, everything from the office got a deep, deep clear out and a reorganization through to the change table like the night before. <laughs> so ridiculous. The night before the Bull Darling doors opened, I was like clearing the change table, uh, like getting rid of all the largest clothes that didn't fit anymore, getting into his little baskets, cleaning them out, um, wiping down all the surfaces on the change table. Um, it, yeah, I just wanted to clear all of the space for it. And then clearing space then within me, which is probably, to be honest, the most important part <laughs> to, to clear. And that was doing really deep work to clear out any beliefs, any blocks, anything that was going to limit me and Bold Darling reaching its full potential. And, and that brings me very neatly onto my second lesson, which was to really prime yourself for, for the launch and for that success. So if you followed along on my show for a while, you know that I have tried a lot of different coaches, mentors, tools, modalities, practices, rituals, routines. There's a lot of different stuff that I've tried. And I knew that at the set, going into Bull Darling, I knew that I was simultaneously the biggest asset to this Bull Darling launch. And I was also the biggest liability to this Bull Darling launch, which I think any of us could say really about, about our businesses and lives. You know, we're, we're the biggest strength and we're also the biggest weakness for, for whatever it is we're trying to create. And I knew going into it, it the, the, the vision is so audacious and it's so ambitious. And also I had in the back of my mind, like, I want to I want to do a six-figure launch. Like, I really want to know that I can do that. And going into that, I knew that there was a lot of shit that I was going to have to shift for myself, from myself in order to do that. So I went back to the things that I know have worked and I've leaned on in the past. So first of all, in January, I did a a, a block of work with Rachel Crether, who has been a guest on the, the show, and I'm sure she'll be back again at some point. She was actually a mindset expert in Bell Darling for the first month in March. So Rachel is a clinical hypnotherapist. She's a, a rapid transformation therapist, a rapid transformation therapy. And I had done a couple of different blocks with Rachel before. One block, the first block I did was around um, stepping into my sexuality. The second one was around my money story a couple of years ago. And, and with this one, it was all around just knowing, rewiring my brain to be tuned in for the success that I wanted to create with Bold Darling. So that was a really, really big session. And, you know, interestingly, in, in RTT, the therapist will take you back to three different instances in your life that while, while you're on hypnosis, that may have been like the the origin or the source of a particular negative or, or, or limiting belief. And something that I was harboring that I didn't even realize on a conscious level I was harboring was that if this launch was as successful as I wanted it to be, that it would have a negative impact on myself and Wade's relationship, that in some way it would, I don't even know if this is the language that came up, but emasculate him or just some way it would just upset the dynamic of our relationship. And it's funny, you know, when, when I talk about this now, because this is the, the beauty of doing hypnotherapy is that you kind of look back at that belief and go like, what the fuck? where was that even coming from? That makes absolutely no sense. So articulating this to you now in this podcast episode makes no sense to me. And a part of my homework after the session with Rachel was to talk to Wade about that. And and I was talking to, we went for a walk one evening, him and I, and I was telling him about what had come up in the session. And he just like looked at me and went, you lunatic, like, why would you even think that? <laughs> so it was really, really cool. So I did the, the block of work with Rachel and then obviously did the hypnosis track as well afterwards. So you do a hypnosis track for 28 days afterwards. And, and then... I've talked a lot about kinesiology and how much I love kinesiology in my life and my business. So I did a, I, I have my, I have my monthly sessions anyway with Jackie, my kinesiologist, and I keep her across what my business plans are. So she can really align me with those plans. And, uh, but what I actually did, which I have never done before is I had my monthly sessions blocked in, but I also saw her twice a week during launch. So I saw her Monday and Friday, the week I launched and the Monday and Friday of the, the kind of the week that car closed as well. So I had four sessions with Jackie over two weeks. And to be honest, I was like booking them going, oh, there's no way I'm going to need these. And 
so much stuff came up, for example, in the Monday session that by the time Friday rolled around, I was like, there'll be nothing. You know, for the first time ever, Jackie's going to say, you're clear. We don't need to do the session. But there was just more stuff, you know, more and more stuff. There was stuff going back to like first century AD. And and I think that's the thing. And I was talking to Jackie about this during the work with her. It's it's just layers of an onion. You know, every session I did with her just went deeper and deeper into the onion to release anything around money blocks, anything blocking my own abundance, my own success, getting in Bell Darling's way. Um, yeah, it was really, really, really powerful work. And it, it blew my mind how there was still more. <laughs> it just kept coming. And the other thing I did was I had a whole set of affirmations specifically around the launch. And I also worked with, I, I love resonant essences and I choose one each quarter to, to work with, which means I spray that essence every morning and every evening and say the, the corresponding affirmations with that essence. And the, the spray that I chose going into the Bell Darling launch was belief. So all around having belief in myself and my potential and, and of course in Bull Darling and what that what that's here to do in the world as well. So I worked with that belief essence that the whole way through the launch. And also I just made sure that I was doing all the things to fill my tank. So doing the miracle morning um exercise. I joined a new yoga studio, which was a really beautiful I was gonna say like it was a beautiful sanctuary during the midst of all the getting ready for the launch, but it was also a really great inspiration place. I don't know about you, but whenever I do yoga, that's when I get my best ideas. You know, I'm so focused on the poses, particularly in the more challenging classes, that that was when like things would just drop in, like what the next masterclass was going to be or how I was going to address some copy, for example, on the sales page. That's when that that came in. So I think it can be very easy to kick into that masculine hustle mode when when we are launching or creating new things. And what I it was a really good reminder for me, particularly with the yoga side of things of tapping that feminine energy and and that creative energy and that problem solving energy when it doesn't even feel like you're problem solving you know it's coming from a really beautiful intuitive space so yeah lesson number two from the bell darling launch was priming yourself for that success you know as i said we are our own biggest assets <laughs> and we're also our own biggest liabilities as well the third lesson that i had was making the time like booking in the time to actually do the launch and i know this might sound really ridiculous given that i am supposedly the queen of organization and productivity and all the things but honestly in the past my launches have just happened around everything else that was already committed so mentoring creating the podcast like it was all just in there it just kind of had to fit around almost like bookend around whatever my existing commitments were and going into bold darling i i just knew I need to book the time in to, to do the launch and create the launch and, and deliver on the launch, but also to create the thing. And this is the thing with, with the Bold Darling launch was that we were launching, but we were also building the things that we, the thing that we were launching as, as we went through as well. So Bold Darling didn't exist. You know, it wasn't all ready to go coming into launch. That would have been great. <laughs> so at the same time as launching myself and the team were building it, you know, what the alpha was actually going to be in fine tuning that as well. So what I actually did was I knew I was going to be launching in March. I think it was the 21st of March, the doors opened. And I cleared my whole calendar pretty much. I had some of my annual mentees booked in. Already, I didn't start any new Power Quarter mentees. I said no to any podcast interviews. It was just head down for the Bull Darling launch for all of March. And and then for me, that felt really good because I knew that I had the space to create the masterclasses, to create the content, to create you know, the Instagram, to to actually work with the team on on getting all the assets live. You know, there was a whole members portal that we needed to build. There was so much to do. And so it felt really good going into launch, knowing that the time was there. And thank God I did book out so much time in March because as it happened, we got COVID. Uh, the third, no, Wade gave me COVID for Valentine's Day. I tested positive for, for COVID the morning after Valentine's Day. And um, so, yeah, that was basically because he had already tested positive. I was meant to have my photo shoot that day. I had to call the, the makeup artist on there my photographer an hour before we were meant to do the photo shoot to tell them way to just test it positive. So obviously I couldn't, I couldn't do the shoot. Um, 
And then that just obviously wiped my whole week that we were unwell. The second week, I had the kind of second week, absolute fatigue and exhaustion and depression. So I didn't do anything that week either. And so at that point, I was three weeks from launch and I was just going, holy shit, how am I going to do this? And then, of course, I had to move things because I wasn't in a fit state to be mentoring. Uh, so I had to move things into that time. So thank God I had booked in more than enough time because it meant that in that block of time in March, I needed to get everything done that I had pushed back, like the mentoring within March. And then I also needed to do the photo shoot in March. And and then, of course, there was only so much we could do as a team without the, the, the hero images and the branding. So holy crap, I'm very glad that I made the time to launch. And what I actually did at the start of this quarter that we're in now is I'm going to open doors for Bull Darling two more times. So I'm going to open them in June and then again towards the end of the year. And what I've actually done is I've already booked in all the time. I've booked in the dates for the masterclasses right to the end of the year uh, and the time to actually work on the launch because that was that was really, really potent for me having, having that time. My third lesson from the Bell Darling launch is to love your branding. I am so in love still with the Bell Darling logo, with the hero imagery, with the, the color palette. I just love it. And, and I think loving it made such a difference because I was so proud to share it. You know, I've done things in the past where I didn't feel like the branding was a hundred percent or I just didn't love that image of me. That was the hero image. And with the bold darling visual, the whole aesthetic of it, I just freaking love it. And I'm so proud of it. And I feel like it has done an incredible job of capturing the essence of bold darling and, and who would, who it's for and what it's there to do. And we actually did create the Bell Darling launch. I got Stacy, my designer, to design the Bell Darling launch back in September 2019. Um, it was the, the the original, the babe's name. And then we we tweaked it then a few months later when I landed on the Bell Darling name. And it was pretty cool, like when I had that day with Tina in December. And then my first action was to, okay, get the, the, the logo locked in. And I dug out the logo that we'd already done. And I still loved it. Like it felt like it had staying power you know it had been two years since since we had done that logo and I still really really love it I still love it now so I think creating branding that you love is so important and and really investing in using a brilliant graphic designer using a great photographer and one of my mentees I was banging onto her about she was doing a photo shoot and she wasn't going to get her hair and makeup done and I was like, oh, my God, you've got to get your hair and makeup done. Like, not because she's not attractive. She's very attractive. But I said, you know, you want this to be the very, very best reflection of you and, and what you can create and to be really proud of those images. And she messaged me the day Bill Darling launched. And she was like, wow, I get it. Like, I totally get why you were saying that to me now, because you can see the the, the quality and the almost like the 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 vibration, like the frequency of of, of the 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 offer was in the branding. So I think really investing in your branding, getting into a point where you know that you're really, really proud of it makes a massive difference. And I think particularly, you know, I'm not saying we all are, but Bell Darling was very much aimed at women. I think us women, we are very visual. We're very aware of the aesthetics and tuned into how things look. And as a result, how as a result of how things look, how they make us feel. And if I list some people, I've just committed to working with a new mentor myself, as in I'm going to be the mentee. And and I'm so excited to work with her. And I feel like something I admire so much about what she does in her business is just the, the aesthetic of her work is just stunning. Like it's just got a whole vibe all onto itself. So yeah, having branding you love, lesson number four. So, 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 so key. And the fifth lesson I had as well is to have your launch anchors. So if if you're familiar with the Bell Darling branding, you know that it's it's got this kind of, um, it's actually very, very dark navy. I actually thought it was black. And my graphic designer, Stacey, was like, no, it's actually very dark navy. I was like, okay. But it's got this beautiful like watermelon red that I love. And I actually managed to find a suit, like this beautiful linen mix suit, like a proper like power pantsuit. Um, in this exact watermelon red when I was buying the clothes for my photo shoot and that became the hero image of of Bowl Darling and that suit then I actually wore it for all of my kind of Bowl Darling official engagements so I hosted two master classes as part of the launch and so I wore it for that um, like different tops and on, on underneath and I wore it for I think I wore the pants for like an insta live and at my phone when I was doing getting my hair and makeup done 
for the photo shoot, the um, hair and makeup artist gave me like, I love doing this when I get my makeup done, just to cut me off like a little bit of her lipstick, which matched perfectly the, the, the suit. And I had some left. So I just put that lipstick on for everything that I showed up for with Bold Darling had that red, whether it was the suit or it was the lipstick. And it just became this really cool, like positive anchor to success and, and the, the essence again of Bold Darling. And it almost like felt like a power pose. You know, when I put the red on, I was like, right, Lorraine, we're on, like we're, 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 we're doing this. So I think having something for you, if you're, if you're heading into launch, something that anchors that to you, you know, whether it's you know, a hat, a lipstick, even a particular scent that kind of really anchors you into that launch and what you're creating. And yeah, I loved it. I'm definitely going to do that for every launch again going forward. The sixth lesson is to get your audience excited. So I talked for, God, I think from... I think I started talking about Bold Darling when I did my end of year reflection, when I do my my business and personal highs and lows. And I'm pretty sure that's the first time I mentioned it when I put those podcast episodes out in December saying that I was going to be launching, I called it my new thing with capitals, my new thing um, in 2022. And people really got behind it. People got really excited. You know, I was getting messages saying, I really want to know what your new thing is. Tell me, you know, it was really, really great. And obviously I was genuinely super excited about the new thing and to be talking about it. And it just felt really, really special that my community got excited about it as well. So I think not being afraid to to talk about something when, when it's coming to really build that excitement and, and, I want to say almost like create the launch pad, you know, start the launch pad early about, about what it is that's coming. And also, I mean, just purely if we think about commercially, if, um, you know, if people have a particular problem and they want it solved, if they know that you are someone who speaks to, you know, X, Y, Z problem, if, if they know that you've got something coming, then they're likely to maybe hold off on making an investment to see what it is that you're going to be doing. And I know, quite a few people said that to me, like I'm, I'm watching what your new thing is before I decide how I'm going to kind of invest in my own personal and professional development this year, which is of course a massive privilege and so lovely of them to say. So get your audience excited is, is lesson number six. Lesson number seven is to focus on quality over quantity. It is so easy when, when you're launching to fling, you know, everything, including the kitchen sink and the refrigerator and the freezer and your thermomix at some, at your launch and and I have done that in the past. So when I did my Get Remarkably Organized program launch, that was pretty much as many things in, in play as I have ever had in a launch before. So I had affiliates, I had paid social, I was doing masterclasses, I was doing podcast episodes. Um, there was a lot going on. And, and I really felt very strongly about when I was launching Bell Darling, that I almost wanted this to be a baseline. Like I didn't want to invest in paid social Yet, I wanted to know what I could do with my existing community first and then build on it from there with with affiliates, with paid social ads, all of the things. So I really focused on, on KISS, keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> there was, uh, yeah, it was very simple. You know, if I think back to that, the organized launch, there was bonuses. There was like different promotions that I ran over the, 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 the two weeks that the launch was open. It was very, very complex. So with Bell Darling, as I said, it was quality over quantity and it was keeping it really, really simple. So I created organic content on Instagram. I created podcast episodes and I hosted two masterclasses. So they're like free free webinars as part of the launch. And, and that was it. I didn't do anything else. And I really wanted to double down on doing those things really, really, really well, Get extract the lessons from doing those in the first launch, knowing that I can always build on them in future with future launches as well when I open doors next time and, and the time beyond that as well. So yeah, quality over quantity, I think was was really, really important for me with this launch. The eighth lesson is to ask for testimonials. So I have asked for written testimonials in the past for different launches, and I felt quite comfortable doing that. And I was walking my, my brilliant friend, Stace, who I want to get on as, as a business bestie chat on the show at some point this season. We were walking and I was talking to her about, you know, getting ready for the Bold Darling launch. And she said, get your mentees to do videos, get them on camera talking about you and how amazing you are. And I was, I just remember when she said it to me and I was just like cringing. I was like, oh my God, I cannot even like so mortifying reaching out to mentees who, you know, I'm really close to, <laughs> to be fair asking them to get on video and talk about me like that was just in my mind and my my feeling that was just a bridge too far like I just couldn't go there 
And the more I thought about it, the more I said, no, I, I need to do this. You know, this was this launch was very much about pushing me beyond my comfort zone and doing the launch as best as I could do it. And I really wanted Bull Darling to reach its full potential as, as, as this launch. And I said, okay, you're just, you're going to have to ask them. <laughs> and of course, they were all absolutely lovely and charming and so happy to help. But I just wanted to share how I did the testimonials because I actually found this was really, really helpful. First of all, I I am always very happy to give testimonials to people I, I adore, but I find it very hard to give them sometimes because I don't know what their audience wants to know, if that makes sense. I don't know kind of what their key messages are. So what I actually did to help my mentees was I sent them, I think I sent them four questions. And because uh, I said, hey, would you be happy to do a testimonial, video, video testimonials? They said, yes, of course. And I said, okay, well, here, here are the four questions that I'd love you for you to respond to. So that just made it really easy for them because they knew what I wanted, essentially. And, you know, there's nothing worse than, than a blank piece of paper. So it was really, really good in that sense as well. So what I did is I sent in the questions. I said, look, I just want these to be really, uh, I don't want to say raw, but just really authentic to you. Like Michelle recorded hers out on her morning walk. Kyla recorded hers sitting in her living room. Liz did hers um, with this like beautiful view, view in the background from, from her house. So yeah, I just wanted them to be really authentic to them. Re- really natural, I think, is, and organic, I think, is probably the words that are escaping me right now. So I sent them the questions. They then sent me back individual videos, just shot on their phone. They just WhatsApped them back to me. And then what I did is I sent those videos to my VA. She got them transcribed on Rev.com. And then I edited them together, those four questions that they had answered for each of them. I edited those together into a testimonial, like wove it together, almost like into the tapestry of a testimonial. And then I just texted it through to each of the mentees and said, hey, look, this is what I've gotten from your videos. Are you happy with this? They all said, yep, that's absolutely fine. And then they became the written testimonials on the sales page. Then what I did was I, because I was getting savvy with reels. Thank you, Stacey, for my, <laughs> my crash course in reels over lunch one day. And and I edited those, those reels together. I edited those... Um, almost like a mixtape type thing, like a collage. I got different responses a day from different mentees. So that on the reels then, there was maybe two or three different mentees talking about me and, and our work together, which I think was quite cool because there was just, um, yeah, there was like different faces, different stories. It kept it really fresh. And yeah, they, they lived on my, my Instagram um, feed and also on my stories as well so yeah asking for testimonials I am so glad I asked for those testimonials it was really uncomfortable asking but I'm so so glad I did it and the amazing thing now going into the next bold darling launch is I've actually got bold darling people <laughs> to ask for testimonials because it was really strange going into something brand new because obviously there's, there's no testimonials because it doesn't exist so yes I'm, I'm really excited to actually have real bold darling people to ask because they're they're in it like they know it they, they can talk about it better than um than I can really my lesson number nine is to use the tools. So I feel like I just scratched the tiniest surface on the true capability for some of the tools that will really, really help with launches. I mean, I really want to dive a lot deeper in, in the next launch. Uh, and just a really simple example. Um, so I use Active Campaign as my email CRM in my business. And we've done that for two years now. And Abby... White, who's a, a very, very brilliant friend of mine. She's a, a marketing expert, so sales and marketing. And she is actually going to be our sales expert in Bill Darling um, when we, we kick into sales in a couple of months' time. And Abby said, Hey, I know you're planning this launch. It looks awesome. Do you want me to spend an hour with you just giving you a download of, you know, she, she, she'd done a lot of um, online launches with, with some of her clients. And she said, I'm, I'm happy to jump on Zoom with you for an hour and just share the, the headlines. And so she did that and she was amazing. So just a very simple thing. And there's so much that I could pass on, but I just want to share this very simple thing. In Active Campaign, there's a functionality whereby you can test different subject lines. So what I've done for every launch and every email I've ever sent in the past is I write a subject line into my, you know, I write all my emails into a Google Doc. And then our my brilliant VA, Cara, then loads that into Active Campaign and makes sure that it goes out whenever I want it to go out. So I just write one subject line, it goes out and that's it, job done. What Abby explained to me was is that ActiveCampaign can actually split test 
subject lines. So what this meant was for every sales email that I sent during the launch, so over 10 days, probably sent, I think we sent an email pretty much every day, but they weren't all dedicated sales emails. Like some would be the podcast email of the Monday Mentor with the PS about the launch. So let's say we sent 10, 10 dedicated sales emails. Actually, we sent 14. I remember now. We sent 14 sales emails. So what I did as I was writing each of those sales emails is I would write subject line A and subject line B. So then when Cara uploaded that into Active Campaign, she would set it up that 10% of my, so at 6 a.m. the sales emails, first sales emails went out when we sent them. So 10% of my list got subject line A, 10% of my list got subject line B. And then from between 6 a.m. and 8 a.m., Active Campaign basically tracked the open rates on those emails. And then automatically at 8 a.m., it went with the subject line that had performed best and sent it to the remaining 80% of my list. I hope you're following. And the fecking difference was insane. So I asked Cara during launch to email myself, sorry, to WhatsApp. We've got a WhatsApp group within the team to put a, a message into the WhatsApp saying what, what the winning subject line was each day, like A, a and B. And um, so what she did then, she would send me through, she would send us through like, for example, subject line A, um, it was sent to my list as four four and a half thousand people. So just say 400 people got the subject line A and it got 35 opens. Um, and then subject line B also went to 400 people and it got 137. Like there was there was one morning where it was literally that big a difference, like 30 opens on number one and 130 opens on number two. It was insane. So I really feel like that helped the launch a lot. Like, can you imagine if I was just only sending subject line A and then only 13, you know, 35 people opened it versus 135? Like, holy shit. So yeah, use the tools. There's tools that are specifically built to help us do these launches. So yeah, use them. <laughs> is my lesson. Um, number 10 is repurposing content. So if you kind of followed along with the Bold Darling launch, you'll know that I did two free webinars. So I call them masterclasses. The first one was called the Flow Framework, which is all around you know, finding flow. I talked about priorities, boundaries, and energy management within that one. And the second one I did was I called it Behind the Success Scenes. And that was almost like me profiling three of my, I don't say my most successful mentees, but the ones that kind of spoke to three of the biggest challenges that I see um, my community having and, you know, potential bull darling members having. And they were very, very different masterclasses. So what I did then was I delivered the masterclass over Zoom. We then sent the recording out to everyone who had registered. So what I also did is I sent the, the video recording and also the audio recording because, you know, not everyone, you know, very few people, let's be fair, have time to just sit there and listen to me for an hour watching, you know, with full interest on video. Whereas what I find is when I send the audio recordings of things, and we do this within Bold Darling, you know, for the monthly masterclasses, the monthly expert workshops, we send out the video recording to anyone who couldn't join or who had to kind of dip in and out. But we also send the audio file and then people just pop it in their earbuds or their headphones and they go for walks and they get to kind of walk and literally talk and learn, learn as they go. So yeah, so when whenever I did those those masterclasses, we did sent the video recording, we sent the audio recording, if people wanted to listen to it. And then I also put them up as bonus podcast episodes. So my podcast team were amazing. They got them up like the next day, um, within like 12 hours for the second one. So that just meant then that there was an extra podcast episode that you know, even if someone hadn't registered that they could still access that as well. So yeah, really, repurposing the content, not just having it go out as a webinar, seeing how else you can make it work as well. The 11th lesson I had is to create a webinar bonus. So this was a tip from Abby as well. Abby, thank you, Rockstar. And and it was just around encouraging people to stay to the end by offering some kind of a bonus for them to stay to the end. And and that was really simple for me to do because I've got a whole arsenal of bonuses and worksheets and audio mentoring guides and, and all of the things. And it was a really, really simple thing. Just as, as I warmed up for the masterclass, I said, look, I've got this awesome bonus. Would love for you to stay around because I've got a lot to share with you. And just as an added thank you for staying to the end, anyone who stays to the end will get X. 
And I had an, an individual bonus for, for each of those masterclasses. And I noticed that that really, really helped retention, you know, people actually staying till the end, almost 100% retention, which was just amazing. Um, now, next time, so the problem with this going into it was I didn't use the program that Abby recommended. She rec- recommended a webinar jam. And we had already committed with Zoom for the first one. And then it just felt a bit, I don't know, I just got a bit Glunsheim and the team did as well around switching programs halfway through. So next time I will 100% use Webinar Jam because what that will do is it will actually give you a report of who did stay to the end. So as it happened, I had Kara screenshotting who was still there at the end. And then the travel, <laughs> it's just the funny little things you learn. The trouble we had is that there was maybe seven Sarahs on there and they only had their first name on their Zoom. So then we we're like, okay, if there was 17 Sarahs who registered for the, the masterclass, then which seven Sarah's stayed to the end if they've only got their first name on Zoom. Like, holy God, just the basic stuff. We were like, shit, let's not do this again. So next time we will definitely use Webinar Jam and then we can tell exactly who stayed to the end. And it just means then that you can communicate. You know, if people didn't show up, it's like, hey, so you could have three different um, three different messages. Like one, sorry, you couldn't make it. Here's the recording. I hope you enjoy it. If someone had to leave early, hey, I know you had to leave early. Here's the recording so you can catch up on what you missed. And if someone stayed to the end, thanks so much for staying to the end. Here's your bonus, for example. So, Abby, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. There's so so many good things. And, and, and the last lesson, I mean, honestly, I could do probably 50 on this launch. But the last lesson, given time, uh, this could be a very long episode, is to celebrate. And I'm very, very, very tragic at having a massive win and going, okay, and on to the next thing. What's happening now? And, you know, that could be very easy to do with the Bold Arling launch because doors closed on Thursday. I think it was, it was Thursday, 31st of March. And then the following Monday, I was straight into, like, the welcome sessions with new with, with new Bold Arling members. And on the Wednesday or the Thursday, we had the Thursday, we had the first annual quarterly planning day. You know, we were straight in. And I was really, really, really proud of myself for – creating the space to celebrate Bold Darling because, you know, when <laughs> I called away because I kicked Wade out of the office at home for the duration of the launch, so I was like, I need my war room. And I called him on WhatsApp video and he was like, why are you calling me on WhatsApp video? What the hell's going on? And it was, it was lunchtime on the day cart closed and I was sitting at 96K. I had this tracker in Google Sheets and I had a, oh, it was 96, it was 96K. And I've got this video somewhere and someone, I just had a call. So I did, um, I did calls, like 20 minute calls with all the applicants to check, you know, that it was right for them and so on. And to answer any questions they might have about joining. And I just done one and someone had said, yeah, I'm signing up for, um, I'm signing up, which was like a five, five K investment. And I called Wade and he was like, why are you calling me? What's up with you? And I just like spun the, whatever you say, like, turn the camera on my screen on the google sheet at the cells and i typed in and I, I, I was like you have to watch this and it was like it ticking over to like 100k and he was like fucking hell like he was so excited it was such a cool moment and and yeah it just kept going from there like it went well beyond 100k which is just i think even just saying that i feel i just feel so surreal you know to be able to generate that amount of revenue in 10 days like fuck i feel yeah, i feel quite teary um just yeah incredibly incredibly grateful for that and i think also as i said at the start of this episode the money is awesome of course the money is awesome but it's also the significance you know bold darling as i said it was two and a half years in the making and to feel like it landed like that just felt amazing like so incredibly encouraging and validating and inspiring and motivating and all of the things because as I said this this is just step one it's an awesome step but it's just step one of, of where, where I want to take Bold Darling so as a result of that launch going so well I'm I'm splitting Bold Darling as a separate entity and it's it's on you know it's green light let's let's fucking do this now with this vision which which feels really really incredible so anyway back to celebrating so Wade went out to jiu-jitsu that evening and, and I had four more application calls after in the time he was gone. Like two of them were just booked in on, on Instagram DM. Like it was so, it was so cool. And, and they were all yeses. Like four people who said yes. 
while he was at jiu-jitsu and he i'd said to him like can you get some champagne and he came home with a bottle of um of vove and we sat on the sofa and we drank a bottle of champagne and it felt amazing and there was still still some applications coming in at that point and just the buzz i wish i could just bottle that night together it was really really special i think particularly to celebrate it with him who's been there you know by my side through and I think this, I'll touch on this in a second. You know, he, he's he's been there for for the whole thing um, of this second business, of this first business, the the, the highs, the lows, the you know every, everything. He's been there, so it just felt really lovely to anchor into him um, with that and enjoy that. That champagne tasted amazing, and I've got the cork. I'm keeping the cork as as a memento of that night as well, and also as a reminder of what what I'm capable of. You know, it's just yeah I, I i i surprised myself a lot with this launch and and as that was a thursday night and then friday night stace brought me out for a drink at our local pub and that was that was so cool and then saturday night then wade and i had a really beautiful date dinner so we went to like a spanish tapas restaurant and just sat there marveling at what had just happened you know it was really 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 amazing so yeah lesson 12 make the time to celebrate um where am I up to? Okay. So celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. So yeah, just some things around next time. Um, you know, what I would do differently next time. Honestly, I would do everything I just did again. It just, it worked. So who's to say it could fall flat on its face next time in June? <laughs> Who knows? Um, but I would do all of that again. Um, some things that I will do, um, I will add, you know, what I will, I will uh, plus it. Uh, with, I'm going to publish my launch schedule in advance. I saw Tina do this with her launch and I thought it was really cool because, you know, people are watching, uh, you know, a few people, their language has been, I've been circling, I circled around Bold Darling. I'm really keen for next time. And, you know, the people who joined Bold Darling this time around, they're, they're early adopters. You know, they saw it, they jumped in and, and they made it happen. And not everyone is an early adopter. You know, people are late adopters. Um, then you've got the, oh my God, I can't remember this from my TRG days. Early adopters, late adopters, feck, I can't remember. There's another stage and then you've got your laggards who kind of jump on later. So there's a lot of people who I know were sitting to see what happened with Bowl Darling, you know, where it landed and how it, how it went. So what I want to do is I want to publish the launch schedule in advance. So just saying to my community, look, these are kind of the key dates over my launch. So these are the masterclasses. This is when doors are open. This is when doors are closing. If there's any other kind of bits and bobs that I add in there as well. So yeah, I want to publish that in advance because I know there's people who are waiting waiting for that that launch, which feels amazing. Thank you, everyone. Um, I'm also going to add some paid social in this time. So I actually was going to kick into paid social to start growing my list more specifically to a bold darling um, audience. And the election makes ads very, very expensive. And to be honest, it was just a really, really big month in April of, of mentoring and um a couple of chunks of, of solo parenting while wages away. And then of course, down in Bali. So I'm going to kick into the paid social a month out from launch and yeah, just really use that as, as an opportunity to promote the, the masterclasses and remind people that carts open, carts closing, all that kind of thing. And, and then the other thing I'll do, which I've already touched on is to actually ask for bold darling testimonials, given that there are actually people in it now, <laughs> people who so far seem really, really happy with it. So yeah, it'll be really nice to, to have people talking about it, in the testimonials next launch, you're actually part part of it. <clears throat> so yeah, that's what I'll add on next time. So in terms of reflections, just in t- in t- to wrap up this episode, um, this is when I might start crying again, but I really and truly thought that I would be doing six-figure launches in 2023, 2024. As much as I went into this launch going, I'm going to do this, I'm going to make it happen. You know, I'd done the hypnotherapy, I did the kinesiology, I'd done the clearing out, I'd done the you know the, the the laser focusing within my business around who I was here to serve and what I was here to do there was still a question mark conscious on a conscious level going really really you think you can do this so the fact that I've done that it's it just feels incredible it feels absolutely incredible and I'm so incredibly grateful for it because the as I said again I've said it a few times it's not just the money it's the women that are in bold darling who are just like they're like textbook for who I would want to, to attract a bold darling. The the vibe of it. I just had a message tonight from one of the group who's booked into the retreat. And I said, a text her, I said, oh my God, you booked into the retreat. I'm so excited. And she said, I'm so excited as well. And she's like, I'm just loving. How does she say? I actually want to pull up her language because I just loved it. I got goosebumps when I got this message this evening, getting back to the hotel. 
Um, she said, I'm so excited to spend a week in the energy space of women. The accountability group and bold darling energy is just so good that I just want to absorb it and sit in it for longer. <laughs> so good. So that's it. You know, that's what bold darling is. And it's, as I said, it's not just the money, it's what it is as well. And so what I really wanted to say is to kind of pass on from where I'm sitting now, having, having been through the launch that I've just been through is to keep looking for your lane. And, and that's what I was touching on with Wade being there for you know, the highs and the lows. There were ah several, I, okay, I built my first business. Yeah, multi-million dollar business, awards, team, all of the things. And I started the second business, Lorraine Murphy, thinking it would just be so easy because it was just me selling mentoring. And I created a lot of things. You know, there's dozens of products that I have created over the last four years within within the Lorraine Murphy business. And there have been several moments in this business where I've wondered if I should even be doing it at all. And I remember one specific time, probably about a year, 18 months into it, talking to Wade. And Wade has always been, you know, pro me having my own business, you know, entrepreneurship. He's he's there. He's there for him. And it's the first time ever in God, seven years of me being self-employed where he said, babe, is it worth it? Like, is it really worth this? would you not be better just going and, you know, working for someone that you love working for? And I've never talked about that before, but he, he said that. And, and I said, maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe this is too hard and it's not for me. And I actually put it in my calendar. I called it a very different conversation. And my intent was that in six months we would have a very different conversation. And if I'm really honest, it wasn't a very different conversation. I still didn't feel like I was on my path or in my lane with, with the business. And something shifted last year, I think tied in with Wilder being born with me kind of getting to the point where right, this, this business is three, three and a half years old now, three, three, three and a half years old around this period. It'll be four years um, this, this week. And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pushing this. I'm making this happen. And the reason I wanted to share that story with you is that this, this last four years has been beset with self doubt. You know, as I said, launches that haven't quite hit the mark. It's been really shit, like really, really, really shit at times. And what I wanted to say to you is, if you are still kind of <clears throat> feeling around for your place and your lane, is to just please keep going, keep, keep looking for it, keep going, because bold, darling is my lane and going through the vision for it yesterday. I'm just as excited about it as I was two and a half years ago. And it's just the beginning. So I, I really just wanted to wrap up this episode with, with, with sharing that sentiment with you because this online space, particularly for building online products, you know, it's scary. Comparisonitis is rife. You never know if you're doing it properly. There's always more you could do. Like there's always more that you could do with a launch and with a creation. And I just wanted to say, you know, yeah, keep keep looking for your lane. It's it's absolutely worth it. And also just to say, you know, I was just thinking about this as I was mapping out this episode. My first program launch, I did a um I, I did these things called remarkability boot camps when I was in the first year of my business. And I had a few people say, look, I can't travel to Sydney to be there. Would you do like an online version? I was like, mm, okay. And I created, I got Greg, who's still my videographer today. It's our first time working together to come to my co-working space. We work <coughs> in Piermont in Sydney and spend half a day with me recording the program version. So it was all very organic creating that first program launch. And I think I charged it. I, I costed it at, um, sorry, I priced it at a hundred dollars and 50 people bought it. So I made 5k and I was beside myself with excitement to have made 5k from, from an online offer. You know, that was just amazing like absolutely amazing so i just wanted to pass that on as well because i know i've listened to the likes of denise stuffer thomas and you know incredible us-based entrepreneurs who have these huge launches and i've just gone holy fuck like that is so far from my reality right now so i did just want to share that with you you know it's it's an evolution it's it's a journey and i'm hoping that wherever you're at in your journey you know even if you're not launching something online hopefully there's been something that i've shared as part of these lessons that has really resonated for you and, and will help you as you kind of go forth and conquer with, with what you're you're doing. And okay, so in wrapping up, a couple of things. Bell Darling housekeeping. <laughs> Bell Darling waitlist is open now. If you want to be the very, very first to hear when doors are going to open in June, um, jump on the waitlist. I'll pop the link in the show notes. 
And also the Bold Darling Retreat doors are open to everyone from today. So again, I'll pop the link in the show notes for you as well. And yeah, just just watch this space this year and beyond with Bold Darling. I'm really, really excited to have it in the world and feel very, very grateful that I've been entrusted with its um birth i guess and it's growth so and to all my beautiful beautiful incredible bold darling ladies thank you like thank you thank you thank you thank you it's only because of each one of you that that i can have bold darling and grow it and be in a position to share share learnings like i'm sharing today with with, with my audience as well so thank you thank you ladies L- love love all of you thank you for being part of it and on that note i'm going to sign off this episode and i'll be back again next week much love Thank you for being part of this week's episode. It was remarkable to have you. I am always keen to hear your thoughts, questions, ideas, and suggestions for future topics for the podcast. So please get in touch on Instagram. My handle is at Lorraine Remarks and through my website, lorrainemurphy.com.au. If you're enjoying what I'm putting out here, please do rate, review, or subscribe to the podcast so more people can find out about it and we can build this special community. Or even better, do all three. Chat to you next week.